This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Yeah, I'm talking with Nora Yahya okay, and Topeka cool. K. Sam. I, I talk a lot about freedom and empowerment on the show, but if, we, if we're telling the truth about this government, the system is designed and set up to trap people into feeding a, a system of uh, mediocrity. That's how I look at it, right? Feed a system because people don't want to work. People at the top of the food chain, they don't want to work. They need people to do the work for them for cheap or nothing. And this system is designed for that, right? Mm-hmm. So if you get caught up in it, and if you're poor, oh, well, you don't you don't have any value. And so I was just talking with Vincent Bragg, who also spent some time um, from Concreator. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that, you know, the amount of money you get for working and putting up air quotes and how it, you know, the machine is if you have a private prison, they're guaranteed a certain number of beds or a certain number of bodies to fill those beds, and if they don't get it, they can sue the government. Like, it's a system designed to trap people, mm-hmm. not to value people. Absolutely. So how do, how do we navigate this, and how do we how do we get around a system that was designed to keep us enslaved? Because this is... It's slavery. Yeah, it is slavery. There is no retirement plan when you get out. None. You can't even get insurance. Which we were is talking crazy. to Sylvia about that. You can't you get insurance. For the whole, we were working you have for to Unicor. Work. You work at, right. First of all, it is mandatory work detail. And then when you're working, I worked for Unicor, Federal Prison Industries. And so I was a lead inventory clerk, which meant all I did was sit on the computer and look at all the inventory that came in. Where we were, the warehouse, the women built radio mounts for the U.S. military. And so I would see all the contracts that were coming and make sure that the inventory that came in was accounted for. First of all, these are multi-million dollar contracts. So I'm seeing this. And then they're paying people $100 a month if you're good. You know, if, you, if you've if you been there for like years. Otherwise, it's like, I mean, it's disgusting. $20 a month um, to do this work on a line every single day, 40-hour work weeks. And then the thing through that, you have to decide whether or not you're going to buy pads, tampons, toothbrush, toothpaste. You have soap, to buy all of it. Because they're only call giving your kids. You. All of it. You, you got to pay for everything. You have to yes. pay. And the phone is 10 times the price of anywhere else in mm-hmm. the United States. Prison has the highest rates. Yep. And the federal prison, it was $3.85 per call for 15 minutes. 15 minutes. But for a lot of the state and county jails, you're looking like $15 a call. And they just, I mean, it's 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 breaking families, right? Like your families mm-hmm. are the one who have to pay. Yeah. You know, like you have said and share that, you know, when you incarcerate a mother, you incarcerate an f- entire family. And I think that what's happening in this country, or what has happened, Okay, because all that's happening now is just a continuum of what has happened. But I think the way we combat that really is educating ourselves. Like if I can just like be completely transparent, I didn't know the effect that drugs had on the community. I didn't because I was disconnected. Right. I had no idea. Because you weren't on drugs. I wasn't on drugs. I didn't have, know anybody who was from, on drugs. So we're talking, Topeka K. Sam, you come from a middle class family. Yes. Your parents had businesses. You yes. Were, you, were, you were insulated from all that. So Absolutely. So to you, drugs... People all did it because they the wanted to. Money. Right. That's, that's on it. them. That's it. That's I'm all making it. money. Nobody's harmed. That's it. And I didn't realize it until I actually sat and talked to the women that were actually um, impacted by that. And did I have to go to prison to do that? No. If I was sentenced to community service and having to go to NA or AA meetings every day for a year, I would have gotten the message. Right. But. They felt, and I know one, because I was a woman of color, they wanted to make an example out of me. All of these things, because the judge said it in court, um, that that's why I went to prison. But I feel like had I known those impacts, and if we know, 
right? Because we have to take responsibility at some point, especially when you're transforming your life and your mind um, through God, you are aware that you have to change the way that you think. And so for me, really understanding that I am doing harm to my people and my community Absolutely. by continuing to do what they've already put in the community. But we have to first, and we're talking with Topeka K. Sam and Nora Yahya, um, we are trained and conditioned to hate ourselves Absolutely. and to hate one another. So I'm mean, taking a step back. Right, right. Let's back all the way all up the way because, up. you know, while you may have been woke, a little bit woke. Finally. Without, right. <laughs> the vast majority of kids, kids, because you were on some other level, Topeka K. Salmon, how much time did you do for the people who were three? Me, three years. Three years. But you were sentenced to? Ten years originally. Okay. Ten years, ten months. And did three. And did three. How were you able to get that much of a reduction? Well, I always say it's God. It was the grace of God. Um, I did actually put in a motion to re- get some relief, and I got it. My judge, they called him Hang'em High Hudson, um, and my lawyer said that I wouldn't get it, but he gave it to me. And so I walked out. Let me see. I did two, and then I went to the drug program, which I shouldn't have gotten that either because I had no drug history abuse. Right, personally. But I got that and I got a year off my sentence and then another law passed called all drugs minus two and I got another 15 months off my sentence and then they called me and told me I was going home in two weeks and that's how it happened wow and so right now I would have been in prison still my out date was September 30th 2021 and so I know and many I don't tell that story often but many people the ones who do understand like I know this was my calling and the reason why God has blessed me in the way and expedited everything in my life was because you I'm had here. Work to do. You had you had, I work, had to work, do. work to do. You know, I got it. I right. understood what right. I did Damn and it. what I needed right. to do. Right. And that's how that happened. And you're out there doing it. And Alice Johnson and others can say thank you mm-hmm. that Topeka K. Sam is out here doing this work. Um, it's super important. But you know, to to get to get the message to the people that need to get it. You know, like yeah, yeah, Excuse me, Nora. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you didn't come from a drug family, even though your brother was in a gang. Did you, was drug use heavily in your community? Um, in my community, yes. Um, as far as my family members using drugs, um, I had a, two sisters and a brother that used drugs, but they didn't use it in my presence. Like, it wasn't the way... Did you know they used it? I knew my oldest brother used drugs when I was little, you know. How did that manifest? What did that look like? Um, to me, it looked normal. <laughs> Because so many people in the neighborhood, other people. What was his drug of choice? His drug of choice, he was shooting dope. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. How many um, Yahyas are there, were there? Well, it's only my mother had other children besides me and my brother who are the Yahya, Abdu Yahya and Nor Yahya. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got you. Got you. All right. So um, I want to get back to how we, because this is a multiple uh, prong thing that I want to do here. How do we reach the kids that are out there doing it because they have no opportunities and I'm not giving them an out, right? Cause there's opportunities everywhere. You can find like you can go to the library and figure out how to code their opportunities. But if your mind is, is in a generational, as you talked about generational curse cycle of, you know, welfare, poverty, drugs, violence, rinse and repeat, sexual abuse, rinse and repeat. How do you, how do we reach them? 
I think people that look like them, that's the only way to do it. Like, you're not going to listen to a person who has not experienced what you have. I mean, that's it. And I mean, even when you take yourself out of that trauma, and I think about people who might have tried to tell me things in school. Well, how do you know if you never took this class? How do you know? And it's the same kind of mentality. So I think the best teacher is someone who can mirror that person. If I, if someone would have said to me at any stage of Topeka being promiscuous is not healthy, right? Topeka, you know, you, you have to do that. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> whatever it was, it was fulfilling that need in my life at that time. You know, and it, whatever it did, it felt. Listened, Come on. I probably would have if somebody would have explained. I was always the person that you can't tell me something without an explanation behind it. Like, you can't say Topeka don't do that because I'm going to ask why. Like, I'm that person. I've always been that person. So I think of a person like Topeka, if it was really instilled in me, and this is no, you know, my parents are, are awesome. But nobody to said Topeka, I mean, nobody said Topeka, you know, your body is your temple. Like, nobody said Topeka, you need to respect yourself in this way. No one said Topeka, you're beautiful and you're smart. And you No, what they said was Topeka, you have to be 100 times better than the next person. Topeka, you have... So it was this over-ambition, right. overdrive right. that I was always right. so in. So you were like, okay, y'all making this, I need to make this, that, and the right. other. Right, so the guys are doing right. it. Oh, well, oh. they're stupid. They don't know what they're doing. Right. And I can do it better. Right, So it's I'm like smarter oh, than they are. I'm slicker than they are, and I see where they're messing up, so I can do this. And, you know, when you get caught up in that life, and then it, it comes with all of these, you know, it's like the, the power or, you know, the power validation. orientation, right, the validation, the, the thinking that, you know, people are just liking you, and you don't even, I mean, in retrospect, you understand because you got bread. So, you know, everybody <laughs> wants to be around because you're paying for everything. You're going on trips. You're doing everything. But... Like, for me, I was living these multiple lives. And so my family had no idea. They thought I was going to school. Hey, this is Karen Hunt, and I remember the first time I tried HelloFresh. It was a chili satan. I was doing something vegetarian. I had never heard of satan before, but it was delicious, and it looked just like chili, but it was vegetables, right? And now I'm doing even more vegetables because I love to eat healthy, and I also love to cook, and HelloFresh makes both of those things really easy. So you can sign up right now at HelloFresh.com slash KH80. That's my code, KH80, and you get $80 off your first four boxes or $20 off each of your first four boxes at HelloFresh.com, KH80. And what are they cooking now? Oh, they have heirloom tomato flatbreads with pesto, fresh mozzarella, and balsamic greens. And what's really cool, step-by-step instructions, pre-measured ingredients, fresh ingredients, comes right to your door. You don't have to worry about the supermarket and standing in line right in your door. So you spend less time planning and grocery shopping, more time doing the things you love. And all of these meals come together in about 30 minutes or less. They even have family plans. There's something for everyone. Classic meals, veggie meals, family dinners, all of that at HelloFresh.com slash KH80. Sign up today. It's delicious. I love it. You'll love it, too. Let me know what you think. And then my friends from school just thought I was in school and right. working a job. Right. And then the dudes that I was hustling with, they just, you know, this is Topeka. Right. And, it, you know, yeah, and right. so it was like these pockets. And I did not know until I was standing in court at sentencing. And afterwards, my friends were like, I didn't even know that you had brothers. <laughs> friends had been in my family for 20, had been in my life for 20 years, and they never met my parents. Like, it was bugged out. And, I, right. and in that moment, I realized, like, I was running so much. Right. And who am I? Right. So, you know. At your height, Nora, and we're talking with Nora Yahya and Topeka Sam, Topeka K. Sam, (laughs) um, how much money were you making a week? Um, Were you good at this? 
too good. <laughs> um, the, my first time of incarceration, I was definitely a millionaire. Um, How'd you I get made caught? my first million. You made your first million. Go ahead. Let me shut up. <laughs> I I actually wanted. I was actually in community college. I had wanted to be a nurse and go into medical field, and um, I didn't have the money, so I knew that I could hustle a little. And I said, the first hundred thousand dollars I make, I'm gonna put to the side. It can pay my my rent, my mortgage, and I can go to school and still take care of my kids. But that hundred thousand came so fast mm-hmm. that. It was a choice. I can keep getting this money and live this life and make provisions for my family. Like I never had the opportunities I never had to buy a house in a neighborhood with a great school system, which was Howard County in Maryland mm-hmm. at the time. And <laughs> and, and I you did, did that. I did. I did. And you know, my how daughter, old were you? Um, I, at that time I was twenty two, twenty four years old. And you didn't stop the hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, and then what'd you do with the money? Well, when you're when you're selling drugs, you make money, but you you have to invest back in. You have to buy your drugs, and you know initially I started off with someone just fronting me the money. I mean, fronting me the drugs, and right. so I end up wanting to get to a state where I can just pay off. But not only that, you end up having people working for you and they have a life and you want to see them get to a part. And it's like, if I quit when I get mine, I'm quitting before they get theirs. And so it's like a reverse Ponzi scheme, (laughs) which, you know, like you think about it. And, 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 And as you're talking, I'm thinking only a woman would have that nurturing, mindset that I want to make sure everybody else is good so I got to keep doing this even though I'm good Mm -hmm. I got to make sure that the people that are working for Mm -hmm. me are good so I can't stop you know that's a good point you raised you're right that's 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 exactly what it was I took care and helped a lot of people who couldn't help themselves and I didn't help them with the expectations of them being able to do something for me I helped them because they they weren't able to do it and I knew how I was feeling and what it made me feel like and the acceptance I got. One of my issues was validation that I never recognized. And and being a big drug dealer, I had big validation. And <laughs> you had much respect. Yes. People when they heard your name, <laughs> they knew on the streets that you were somebody. Yeah. And in working on myself and learning the patterns of my life and the choices and learning how to set myself and my own self-value and worth, something that was never instilled in me, mm-hmm. I learned that I was validated the moment I was created. Mm-hmm. So that's Amen, not the validation that I need anymore. Amen, sister. No, you know what? Um, I think that is not just as a people, but as people. That is the one thing I, I, I have these conversations about race. But what racism really is is inadequacy. I don't feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm mediocre or I'm not as good as that person over there. So I'm going to hate that person for the things that I'm not. But do you think that racism also is like a learned behavior? It definitely right? is. Like, but at its core, if you are fulfilled in yourself, you're not looking at what anybody else is doing and begrudging them anything. And you're not really caring that you're successful or you're, you know, you're living your life mm-hmm. and you're focused on the things that you want to do and accomplish. And if you're happy, Everyone else can be happy. There's mm-hmm. no there's no finite amount. I just said this, and I think I'm going to write it somewhere. There's no finite amount of sun, sunshine. Mm-hmm. When the sun is out, everyone gets some, and there's no little That's bit right. of sunshine over here, a little bit, oh, let me grab the sun before. Yo, it, it just shines, True. right? Mm-hmm. And we can all bask in it 
And I think we don't know that there's enough sun for all of us, mm -hmm. right? So, so we get into these spaces where whether it's race, whether it's gender, whether it's money, or you know, there's the inadequacies within ourselves forces us to to yearn for something mm -hmm. and outside of ourselves that then turns into hatred and you know all these other things that other people have to endure. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's the way I see it. So if we can get right with ourselves, maybe and just. Like you said, you're okay when you came out of the womb. Mm -hmm. And if we just start, all start with that premise, then everything else we do is just gravy. Yeah. Then the pursuit of happiness becomes a lot different, right? That's that. I think that is the core and the basis of it. But then when we go back to like your first question, how do we get the children and the young people who are out here doing the things that they're doing? Um, because that's the only way they know. It, I mean, it, it starts back to educating them and let, letting them know that they have a choice. You know, I always thought, like, when we were younger, we didn't have the internet. You know, we only had what was in front of us, which was the TV. And we only could watch what our parents let us watch, right? And that's what it was. And now when I look at social media and the access that these kids have, but one day I was sitting looking at the Explorer page on Instagram. And I'm like, why is it that all I see on my Explorer pages is half-naked sisters you know, um, fast cars and like, wh where's this algorithm coming from? And then when I'm like, I don't follow people that are half naked. Like, this right, is not the things right. that I, but then to think that this is however AI is working and mm -hmm. the way they're thinking that I, or they are imparting different things Pushing, in my life. Right. What do you think that that's doing to our kids? My right. God, and yeah. you're conscious of it. Well, that's because I'm conscious, right? right. So the ones they're that not. aren't it's now, that's it. Yeah, so it's, it's feeding us. We know when we're talking about certain things or somebody's talking about something around, you pick up your phone next thing you know an ad pops up first thing and i'm just like it's Ooh. incredible how that like how the government because this is what it is to me how the government is feeding us and feeding our minds with just trash right and that we keep perpetuating that and so we think that we have to look a certain way we have to be a certain way we have to talk a certain way we have to act a certain way in order to be accepted because all the people with the hundreds of thousands of followers are the ones that are out here clowning or looking a certain way or you know and it's just so it's sad you know like how do you reprogram this how do we like because with technology now that's a whole nother beast so it's not only now like yeah you could not have a tv in your house but who needs a tv anymore right, when right, you have access to right, the internet or you right. could just sit outside and get grab on somebody else and then they're just feeding you with the nonsense so it's it's I mean, it's it's like levels to it, you know, and I mean, so many. But I mean, Amen. those of us who have really lived and experienced certain things, it's so incredibly important that you find your lane. And if it is children that you want to give back to, then that should be your focus, focus. right? If it's women who were incarcerated, that should be your focus. If it's mothers, that should be your, if it's men, if, whatever it is, right. there's enough work out here for everybody to do. And enough money for everybody to get. That's the other thing. Like, it's we don't have this no whole sunshine. lack and limitation. We shouldn't have that, right? And in the work that I do and around many wealthy people, and I say to myself when I go in some of these houses, whether it's for a fundraiser or into these mm -hmm. offices on Park Avenue, I'm like, wow, this is beautiful. And then I'm saying to myself, why don't we see ourselves there? Right. Like I deserve this, too. Like I want to get off my elevator in my house on Park Avenue and I wouldn't do what I would do in Harlem now because I understand the difference. I'm a little right. woke. Right? right. Right. But like it's just this idea of how do we begin to reinvest in our own communities? How do we begin to say that we want that, too, and that we deserve it and that we shouldn't continue to push ourselves to work for somebody else and make them rich when 
we're the brilliance. We're bringing that. That's why they're hiring us to do the work. And that we have to think more about ourselves and what we can contribute and then share that with our kids. Right. So being away from the Internet, Nora, <laughs> I mean, yes. you know, everything that Topeka's talking about, mm-hmm. you didn't experience. I never even. Period. Not, do you even not, have an Instagram page? Or not, a, I, yeah. account now? <laughs> oh, Topeka set it up for you? No. Shame. I didn't set it up. I follow it up. <laughs> I'm follow it too. Hold on. Uh, All right. <laughs> do, you want, do you know how to use it? Are you, are you in it? I'm in it, and I'm learning how to use it quicker than I thought I would. And I could see <laughs> why it's addictive and why it's it a is. problem. But this was the mission of all of this when they created it. It's another form of control and power. And, you know, you exercise all these other methods, and we become hip to it. So then we stop utilizing the other methods. So you got to continuously create new things to control people. And mentally is the best way. And you say, how? First, we got to get the community that care enough to want to help. You know, I heard a story before about um, this man who raised elephants, and you might have heard this story before. They talked about they took the baby elephant and they tied him to a little tree that he couldn't move, and they kept him tied to that tree. And even as he got older, he already had that seed planted in his head that he couldn't do it. So even as he was two tons older and he could have easily one little snatch meant that he wouldn't even try anymore because mm-hmm. what was in his head was he couldn't do it. And when we grow up in generations of seeing our families and hearing it because your mother is the only single parent coming in the house and she's working three jobs and she don't have time to have, boy, you dumb anyway, just sit down there or whatever. You don't know what's being heard. I work with these young women in prison. That was my mission in prison. And most of them, they said they was, wow, give me the ones that are misunderstood. And I know how to love them because I made a promise to God, if you put people in my children's path when I'm away, I will hop in another child's path. And he did it. And I did it, too. And right now, most of the young people that I did touch reach out to me, and they call me Mama Yaya. <laughs> and um, and a lot of them are trying, and I still try to keep them encouraged from where I'm at, even when I don't have all the answers out here, and I'm still trying to acclimate myself to society. But I know how important it is, and I know that the one thing that they lacked that could have got them over that hump was love. Mm. And that's what we lack. You know, yeah. I mean, we don't love and care enough to make that difference. We have to know that it it isn't going to be the ozone that destroys the earth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I don't know. Right? <laughs> it <laughs> might know, be that. the ozone. No. <laughs> it's going to be the lack of caring first. Yeah. You know, well, the lack of caring gave us the messed up ozone. Yeah. If we want to be true. honest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's part of it. But if you want to know why, you know, we're not reaching them is because we don't really care. How many people, how many Topeka Sams, you know, that came out of prison and reached back? I don't know. No, it's not I many. Know. For real. No. Yeah, I mean, I there's, and how there's many not, people it's I don't not, know too many. not for real. That's why I mean, you're sitting here. I don't know yeah, too many. It's not a lot, you know. And again, I support every sister that comes home and wants to create a path for herself. Because let's be clear being in a cage and being in darkness for one minute versus. 10 years I mean that's devastating and so you should definitely get yours but what is frustrating for me and those of us that are really really passionate about the work that you should not put it under the guise of helping someone else it's okay get yours build your platform be a superstar I'm for it I, I, I support everyone that wants to do that work but it does more harm to the work when you're not articulate 
and really understand how to move in the work because then what happens is we sit up here and we get on platforms and we talk in language that is hurtful and then we give the permission to other people to, to continue to talk that way to us. Cool. That was Topeka K. Sam. You can hear her every Sunday on Urban View Channel 126, the Topeka K. Sam Show. She also has a wonderful special that you can catch on demand on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 with Van Jones talking about restoration justice. This is her crusade. This is her mission in life, and I'm so happy to be able to give her a platform to talk about these things. Up next, I'm doing an interview. Up next is a continuation of this interview that I did with Topeka K. Sam and Nora Yahya, who just got home after spending more than, oh my God, a decade of her life behind bars. I hope you enjoy. Let me know what you think, too. Go to Twitter, at Karen Hunter, at Karen Hunter, hashtag podcast. You can also ask me anything, not even relating to this particular topic or this particular interview, but on Sundays, I'm going to spend some time and answer questions. So ask me anything with the hashtag podcast, at Karen Hunter, on Twitter. Till next time.